Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The Iowa Wild even up their seven-game series against the Chicago Wolves with a 2-1 win last night. Jerry Mayhew provided both scores for the Wild. Handing it to the goal line, O'Reilly threw one in front, a jam play, they score! Call from Joe O'Donnell on 1460 KXNO, Game 5, Friday night at Wells Fargo Arena. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, the conference finals are now set after the Sharks dispatch the Avalanche 3-2. Game 1 with the St. Louis Blues and the Sharks Saturday night, 7 o'clock from San Jose. Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, Carolina at Boston. To baseball, and the Cubs walk it off again. Len Casper with the call on NBC Sports Chicago, 11-inning victory for the Cubbies. In Milwaukee yesterday, the MVP gets it going, Christian Yelich, early for the Brewers. And he hits one hard, deep right center, 1-0 Brewers, number 16 for the MVP. The call from Fox Sports Wisconsin as the Brewers win at 7-3. They remain a half game back of the Cubs in the NL Central. Last night in Toronto, the Twins complete a three-game sweep of the Blue Jays. Another 3-2. A drive to right field and deep. Back is Brito. That ball is gone. A wonderful at-bat for Jorge Polanco. Dick Bremer on the call. Fox Sports North. Polanco 5-for-5 five five in the game along with that home run. Today, a little day baseball. The White Sox are at the Indians' 12-10 first pitch. The Cubs host the Marlins' U Darvish on the mound for the Cubs. And tonight, the Cardinals host the Pirates. You can hear that game here on 1460 KXNO right after Barnstormers Weekly. The voice of the Barnstormers, Joe Stacy, along with head coach Dixie Wooten, live for Mac Chat. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. It's hour number two. Miller and Condon with you until noon. Murph and Andy then slide in at uh, 2 o'clock. And the Fanatics wrap things up today at 4 before the morning rush begins it all again tomorrow. Uh, on Heather's Twitter feed today, did you see the picture of the mountain lion? I didn't see it. My God. is it? It's in Des Moines, in northwest Des Moines. I think it said 31st and 235. I don't know. Drake neighborhood is... Uh, you got uh, it. You know where it is? I, mean, uh, call I don't. The... Oh, <laughs> you just have the area. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I don't know where it is. I thought you had go... like a tracking device no, or something. No. Yeah, Kenny of the North. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's weird, right? A mountain lion. It's Especially in the scary. middle of town. Right. And it's a fully grown by the looks of the picture anyways. This isn't a baby. This is a adult. It's uh, gripping the... Uh... It is. And rightly so, for God's yes. sakes. It's a mountain lion. 
hope they don't go outside of preschool today for Ellen. Yeah, no, I, well, I don't know. Do they hunt during the day? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I am the wrong person to ask. Well, I mean, I can set up some decoys and bait your hook for you. Please. I mean, I'm good with doing that. Right. Uh, but no, not in the mountain lion stuff. Anyways, uh, this time tomorrow, we're going to talk to Emery Songer, part of the new Saturday morning show. Sean Roberts and Emery make their debut on Saturday morning. LB Appointment Radio. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. I'm I'm uh, I'm anxious to to hear the guys and look at they, they may be great right off the bat, but don't judge them on one show. Don't judge them on one show. They'll be fine. These are these are two guys that are going to do this, I believe, for for yes. you know full time. Not, not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to uh, Emery as you did uh, coming in this morning. Yeah, and I was I listened to his podcast every week with him and Alex Mack from all they Iowa. Triwa yep. is the name of the podcast, mm-hmm. and it's great. They they just talk about different things happen around the state. But they had the guy that does the Marble Olympics. The what? The Marble Olympics. Olympics for marbles. This guy somewhere in Europe has set up these different things for literally marbles. But the guy that is the announcer that announces the races and everything else no way. is from Iowa. He's from Fort Dodge. And he goes to across the pond he, to do this they send him the video and then he just okay. announces over it but the what, guys is, what does he make for doing that oh I, I don't think it's probably a, a well-paying gig by any means so i i said well what are these guys talking about so i went and watched the, a youtube video of it that they were yeah. talking they had linked in the podcast right and i sat there for a half hour watching youtube videos of marble races underwater events there was a fight in one of them wow. it was Incredibly intriguing. Did they drug test the participants in the Marble Olympics? <laughs> they might have to. There was there was a fight. And uh, unreal. Between well, marbles. First I've heard uh, of that ever. Anyway, so that's what Emery can things. bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. So uh Emery and Sean Saturday mornings. We're gonna talk to Emery about his show. We'll do that this time tomorrow. He's gonna come on and mm-hmm. uh spend some time with us and um I'm, I wish them all the best. I really and truly do. Couple of White Sox fans. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing, Trent, as we talked about yesterday. Local radio always wins. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe the, we'll get really ambitious at this station and, you know, Patrick 8 to 10, us 10 to noon, those two guys, uh, the, we couldn't call it the pregame show, the Saturday pregame anymore, but who knows where it's going to end. Um, I just wish them the best. We'll talk to Emery at this time tomorrow. Looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, so am I. Going to be a lot of fun. And, and Emery had a big weekend last weekend out at the Derby, out at Prairie, mm-hmm. and... Uh, didn't get to see him because he was busy working, unfortunately, the whole time. On Saturday? On Saturday. Oh, I saw him during. I saw him before you got there. I spent yeah. a significant amount of time, him and his wife, just BSing with them uh, as the crowd continued. A to young build horse him. guy. It's great. It right? was a young horse crowd, too. That was the other thing I didn't mention well, to you Monday. I don't Monday. know if they're a horse crowd. It More was, of a party type. An ev- yeah, an event. event. Yeah. yeah or the one. Look, if you're going to be a racing fan. One day a year, it's the first Saturday in May. Yeah. I mean, I wish Guilty. that that was the case. Yeah, you're a perfect example. I wish that was the case. We need more. The sport needs more. The game needs more Emery's. So more 20-somethings. Are we, as we're getting ready for the next race, I mean, you talk about the shine off. You don't have the winner. I know. You don't have well, the... Uh, the priest, funny you mentioned that. So I was watching the hockey game last night, mm-hmm. and NBC's got the race. So NBC yes. Sports Network was promoing the Preakness. And I'm going to be paraphrasing here. And they showed the starting gate. They showed Pimlico, which is in Baltimore. Um, the Derby winners was disqualified. This year's Preakness is wide open. Like, that's going to make you tune in, right? Well, 
I'll probably fire at it. I well, of course you will. Um, but yeah, not a lot. To, not a lot to promo. That no. is for certain. All right, uh, I, I want to get to this. Um, before, I'm not sure how long Sean Devaney, you, know, you and I will talk NBA this afternoon. The Cubs take the uh, t- take the field with you, Darvish. Yeah, who has been? Has he been a bust? Oh, absolutely. I think I, I think that's a fair characterization. Mm-hmm. That is not. Hot take artist. That right. Is... I wanted to. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt after the injuries last mm-hmm. year. You know, let's see this year, and then you get to Arizona, and what are we hearing all spring long? Right from the time he got there, he's doing his interviews in English. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. He is so locked in and really wants this thing to succeed. And in spring training, I think that if you were to pull the Cubs brass, that they would tell you that they were encouraged by what they saw and thought that they were going to see an entirely different pitcher. The pitcher that they paid, what did they pay, $120 million? $126. I'm looking at the contract right now. The, Six years, $126. Oh, my God. And I mean, this is year two. Yeah, there's still four more years after this year of this. I, at, at what at what levels does it say? Does it does it light, does the load lighten up? Uh, no. 22 22, 19, 18, the last two. So years. a little bit, you know. But Maybe he'll be a good mm. spot starter. Maybe we'll see him here at Iowa. <sighs> Finish it up his career. I mean, he's been bad. He's been terrible, Trent. So this is this is a big spot for him today. I mean, Cubs fans, uh, you you take a look at your rotation. Hamill's been good. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, again last night, has been terrific. Quintana has he's found himself. And John Lester's an ace. He's an ace. Yeah. Um, Chatwood is, you don't want him to be your fifth starter. You just don't. He's, he's gonna, every now and then he's gonna surprise you. Most nights he's gonna be who he is, sadly. That spending spree of, uh, two winners ago. Yeah, it didn't work out, did it? Not looking no, good. Didn't work out. And they had money to spend and they're, you know, they're coming off their World Series and they wanted to prove that this wasn't a flash in the pan, that we're into it. Just because we won doesn't mean we want to go back to being the lovable losers. Look at us writing checks. They're doing all this stuff around the ballpark. Um, which of course is great, but man, oh man, you Darvish, do you have his stats? I want to find his stats real quick for the year. Yeah, what's the ERA down to? Five seven nine. Well, that's better than it was. Better than it was last time out. Disaster mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. Four innings, six hits, five earned runs. Has when when was his? Didn't he have a six inning start at some point? It was the start before against Arizona. Arizona, and he's kind of been going back and forth a little bit here as of late. So maybe he's due for a good one. It's against Miami though. They've Obviously played well here against the Cubs. Well, he hasn't gone to the seventh inning in his career with the Cubs. Brad. That's nuts. For $126 million, you can't get a guy through six? He And that's always been one of the knocks on him is he throws a lot of pitches. He is a nibbler. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that dabbles on the corners, and his control is not exactly pinpointing coming off the you know, the injury that he had, what, now four years removed from that? I'm not sure how many years. He... He doesn't have the same control that we saw early on when he flashed onto the scene, and he was outstanding. What was it the gyro ball? Was that him? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I the, think you're right. What was it? That was just like a palm ball, wasn't it? Um, it's, it's some kind of deep change up is all the gyro ball. Yeah. Who and else? then he remember when they traded him? He was really good at Texas, and they traded yeah. him over to where? The Dodgers two, two deadlines ago, and he stunk in the playoffs, right? Right. Against yes. Houston? 
Yes, yes. I think you got it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and stunk to join up. Boy, it's a big spot for him today. So we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. Cubs, Marlins, look, the Marlins give them, give them their due. This is a bad baseball team, but they didn't certainly haven't looked like the last three nights in Wrigley Field. A couple of walk-offs Monday night. They uh, caused the uh, Cubs bullpen to implode and took the W on Monday night. Do you want to talk about our uh, baseball teams, the series no. that just concluded? No. It was a good one. I heard on your update. Wasn't, it was difficult to find a... Uh, <laughs> Blue Jays put a run on the board, finally. Did they score? Yeah, after getting swept or uh, shut out the first two. Baby steps, Trent. Babies. Has Guerrero done... I can't even watch. I can't Just even watch. Is it frustrating? Yes. You feel bad for him? All of the above? Trying to hit at every level. He's completely lost. Overwhelmed. Yes, Pressing. seemingly. Watching him here this week, that's, that's what I've Trent, seen, too. This was the number one prospect in baseball not in the blue jays chain right in all of baseball but we've seen this plenty of times before yeah but mike, we're... mike trout yeah mike trout was bad when he came up uh who said who joined us the other day and reminded us of anthony rizzo's uh, padres tenure yeah. it was How short it was it was awful and got sent back down mm-hmm. maybe that's the case here just as simple as that maybe get the confidence up there's the other side though the side that i've seen with byron buxton one prospect in baseball mm-hmm He's played. He's arrived, Trent. He's played better. No, he's arrived. Don't you think he's arrived? He's he, arrived. He's struggled the last 10 days with the bat again. Yeah, but you put him in center field and tell him to go get it, and, and that's worth the price of admission alone. And that is it. If he can just stay healthy mm-hmm. and track down those balls. And to so know this weekend or no? Early next week? Y- yes, at the latest. That's what it sounds like. Uh, barring a setback, and he showed some pop down there. Boy, I saw his home run. He's got Burley again. I mean, he, he, he? Did, he did everything this winter to get in shape all these things, but this time off, cheeseburgers are back for mm-hmm. Miguel Sano. He is a big, big man. Uh, where did the Twins spend the weekend? That is a good question. They're off today. I do know that. And then they, oh, got Detroit coming in. Oh, I'll, more good news. So starting with Toronto, it was 20 straight games against teams that were below 500 non-playoff teams from a year ago. Well, you know what, Trent? Um Win 12 of them. Win 13 of them. Yep. If you're a first-place team, if you're a playoff team, that's what you do. You take advantage of the teams below you, and, and they've got another opportunity. They certainly did this past uh, earlier in the week. And did you see the Red Sox back to 500 now? I did. I Throwing did. dirt on them a little I too did. early, much like the Dodgers a year ago. What were they like? Were they like 15 and 28 yeah, or something, something ridiculous something. Dodgers like have the best record in baseball, don't they? Uh, they have the most wins. Is that what it is? Your Minnesota Twins. Oh, percentage-wise. Have the... Best win percentage in baseball. Bill Bender from the Sporting News will talk college football in a national perspective, but we're going to localize it next. Last time Bill was with us was last week. We asked him, you know, we think game day's coming to Ames. You think game day's right. coming to Ames. <laughs> You're still not. You and Randy Peterson. Oh, does Petey too? Oh, yes. I told you he's a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Petey's wrote about it uh, when I was in a couple weeks ago with him during a little bit during Cyclone. Insider, he said, yes, it's happening. I mean, he is... He is all in like you are. You and Petey believe there's not a doubt. Well, I we we asked Bill Benders to do some homework in the national of, perspective, right? In advance of this uh, this week's uh, talk with us, we asked him to, you know, if it's if if it's not going to be in Ames, what's the competition? So we'll find out from Bill Bender next. But again, earlier. Uh, we played you the audio from Cody Kessler from Kellogg, Iowa. Yesterday, he was listening to the Sports Fanatics, the number one show in their time slot in Des Moines, I remind you. And uh, Cody Kessling uh, was um, lucky, I guess, right? The best way to put it. He texted he, he, it he, in. He texted it in. He won $1,000. And now... 
is your opportunity to follow in the footsteps of Cody Kessling from Kellogg, Iowa. It's time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword COIN to 200-200 right now is your chance to win a grand. That's COIN to 200-200, standard message and data rate supply. Bill Bender, Sporting News next. Sean Devaney, Sporting News, 1140 on the NBA. Miller and Condon until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Because you're worth it. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Taking you until noon. Let's talk some college football, shall we? Bill Bender, he's been busy. Boy, he has been busy. He's been at a nationwide downtown Columbus watching the finale of that series as the Bruins advance and the Blue Jackets go home. I thought it was the best series, but we're going to get to college football in a second. Uh, we've talked a lot of hockey today, and I promise, Trent, this will be it. <laughs> uh, you saw a hell of a series. You really did. I like this Columbus team. Now, sadly, as you well know, uh, they've got a whole lot of uh, tough calls uh, coming ahead of them as a goalie. The couple of their stars, Panarin and Duchesne, probably maybe going to be uh, playing in another city. But you saw a hell of a series, Bill Bender. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. And, and you know, this was, as I wrote a couple times, you know, we followed the Blue Jackets around here for years but this was kind of the first case of cup fever that they got winning that series and you know they had some big plays and boston made a few more i mean they had a the rask was hot their goalie was hot and as you got and you guys that know more about hockey than i do we all know the one thing if you have a hot goalie you're in pretty good shape this time of year no doubt about that well last uh, week when we had you on bill bender we gave you a homework assignment we won't do this every week we promise uh, but we asked you, because Trent's, Trent's not willing to join me and Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register, who's written apparently, he, he believes the same thing I do, that game day is finally going to make their way to Ames. They're a top 25 team, Iowa top 25 team, a lot of rankings, uh, etc. Um, we think that there's a pretty good chance that game day is finally going to come to Ames, Iowa, and to Iowa State's campus. And it's Iowa, it's Iowa State, it's the state's biggest game. There's not a ton of competition. I think the competition maybe is Oklahoma and their new quarterback in UCLA, historic franchise. How do you see it, Bill Bender, from a national perspective? Do you think there's a chance, and if not, who's going to knock them off that opportunity? That would be the game right there. So I did do a little bit of homework on that because there's two games that I'm stuck on. That one, you got a good chance that week, especially if, you know, here's the thing. We, we hit our top 25 quarterbacks this week. And the one guy that I agonized because I left him off was Brock Purdy. So you need Purdy to come out and be everything that he's expected to be. Because my State fans are on me about it. But we do have Stanley on there. <laughs> yes, so I think you do. The quarterback battle. If Iowa's ranked, it could happen. But I, I caution you. Here's my only caution. I think if Nebraska and Ohio State are both undefeated, that's going to happen. They're going to end up in Lincoln. But – but, I mean, if there's a chance for that to happen and, and get a good in-state rivalry, this is probably your best chance to do it, sneak one in early in the season. I got another game for you that continues to sit, and we're talking about the angle here. Iowa State has never hosted game day, one of only 11 Power 5 uh, conference schools that haven't ever had a game day come to their campus. Another one, 
is Syracuse. You know, Babers has done a really nice job. Is that Clemson week? Clemson comes to Syracuse, comes to the Carrier Dome. You got the Northeast Synergy there. Mm -hmm. Syracuse has played really well against Clemson here as of late. That's the one that I think maybe more than any other kind of sticks out as one that could be a possibility. Of course, Syracuse, they got to win early on. Clemson, I don't think that's going to be a problem. But if both those teams, we're talking about undefeateds there and undefeateds in Iowa and Iowa State, I have a feeling they might be heading towards Syracuse. Can you see that one, Bill? Yeah, because they're going to be ranked, and um, they are the one team that's kind of pushed uh, Clemson a little bit. Uh, and anytime you, you know you have a chance to get Clemson, and and I know, so those are probably the two. And then again, I'm just kind of scanning it here, looking. I think Virginia is going to be good. I don't think Florida State's going to be good enough. I think UCF doesn't have Milton that makes them right. less appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, the, or. You know, they could do the, the SEC thing and go to Alabama, South Carolina. So mm. those are ones yep. to watch, but I think South Carolina is going to be ranked. So at the end of the day, it'll probably come down to Iowa, Iowa State, Clemson, Syracuse, and then I guess Oklahoma, UCLA. But that game, I mean, I, we're just all going to expect Oklahoma to win that one. Yes, we are indeed. All right, let's move on. Good stuff, Bill. Let's talk about your list. You know what strikes me on it? I mean, uh, Lawrence, number one, of course. Bryant's also on the list. And Hunter Johnson, who's going to be the starter after sitting out uh, last year at Northwestern, is in that next group of quarterback. Man, oh, man. Boy, Clemson had some quarterbacks at one time on that roster, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, and this is okay. So if you look at our top 25, and let's. For the sake of argument, let's say Hunter Johnson was 25, and we flipped him on there too, even though he's like just missed the cut. Mm-hmm. You've got three Clemson quarterbacks. You've got three Georgia quarterbacks on there yes. from Eason and Fields. You've got Burrow at Ohio State, and Martell was just missed the cut. And uh, you got a couple Alabama quarterbacks on here. And this is the transfer portal effect. It doesn't affect your starter. It affects your backup. And you're seeing that all across with the big time powers. I mean, Clemson had their guys year, leave a year early. I mean, Kelly Bryant, remember talking to me yes. during the regular season? He left during the year. Right. Um, so guys are going to be less and less patient, and the transfer rules permit this to happen. So I don't think that effect's going to start. I tell you what, I have a list of transfer quarterbacks at Sporting News, and it's longer than that top 25. Really? You know, you've got Adrian Martinez at 10, and I think the kid's going to be a star. I saw enough of him last year. I know Hawkeye fans hate hate to hear this, but I think he's going to be just fantastic before it's all said and done. But, and you mentioned that it affects the backups more. McCaffrey's younger brother is there, and I guess he's a hell of a player. I've never seen him, but he's a McCaffrey, and we see Christian, what he's doing. Um, I just wonder if one day, you know, he's going to be on that list because he can't knock off Adrian Martinez. The McCaffrey that they have one in Nebraska too. Yeah, is it Luke? Uh, I want to say. Yeah, because they've got one at Michigan. That There's two of them. Pretty good. Yep. Yeah, Dylan. I think Dylan McCaffrey is going to be pretty good at Michigan when he gets his chance. And he was one that says something about him that he's waiting his turn. And and again, you know, Martinez is going to be a player. He's going to put up stats. He, he second year in Scott Frost offense is going to make a difference. Um, he was hard to rank though. Justin Fields was almost impossible to rank because you know the system's going to put up points. Um, so Shea Patterson's the top Big Ten quarterback. Did I get be honest? Did I get it right? Wrong? I mean, do you you almost have to put him in there? Yeah, because I think he's the best returning quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
No, he's good. Don't I guess right? Statistically, Martinez maybe will have him. See, beat. I think he's going to be better. But will it translate wins loss? And if Shea Patterson finally overcomes Ohio State and they win There's the Big Ten answer. East, yep. Yep. Then, then kind of overall you have to put him there. But yeah, I think statistically, I'm with you, Ken. Certainly, I think Martinez is going to be there. The other Big Ten quarterback, Bill. How difficult was it, Justin Fields? You splatted him at number eleven. The new Ohio State, at least we anticipate new Ohio State offense. I watched a little bit of that spring game. I'm sure you probably watched more than I did. Fields, it didn't look great, at least to me. Right, I was there, and it, it, I think part of that was last year when I was at the spring game, uh, Haskins looked great, and Burrow looked really good. Mm. And Burrow, Burrow, the spring game the last two or three years was like the Joe Burrow clinic at Ohio State before last year. Um he did really well. So, yeah, I thought he was pretty uneven passing football, but he even said afterward he doesn't even know the whole playbook. He's a quarterback that relies on his legs a little bit, and, you know, they weren't hitting the quarterback, so it's hard to say what he could create on the edge. Um, but, yeah, I, there will be a learning curve for him because, I, again, this is another effect of these guys transferring is I said this when Burrow went to LSU. I said, you're probably not going to see the best of him until year two. Because he doesn't, he hasn't been there, and he started to play well at the end of the year. I think there could be some uneven play from Justin Fields early, but by the end of the year, he settles in and plays pretty well. I mean, it's a lot different than take Iowa, where they got to be, they got the, all the positions they have. They they should feel great about defensive line and quarterback because mm-hmm. family comes back. I looked at his numbers, and I mean, it's almost identical one, year one to year two. And I would say the the thing with him this year, and you guys can disagree. Um, not having both those tight ends, he's probably going to have to take a couple more chances this year. Yeah, that's not, that's not crazy. Well, is he not on pace, uh, Trent? Didn't you say this earlier in mm-hmm. this month uh, to break Chuck Long's records? Yeah, that's he, not if bad. He puts together another twenty-six yeah. touchdown passing year. <clears throat> that's, that's that's not bad. Yeah. Let me uh, Big Twelve with you, Bill. I'm an Ellinger guy. I know you put Hertz up, and I and I get why you did. You had Hertz five, Ellinger six. Why well, Sam Ellinger? I I think he's. Um, I mean, he's not the Heisman favorite, but he's, I think he's on that list. Look, it's going to be impossible to keep Lawrence and Tua, I would think, uh, away from the, getting that invitation. But man, oh man, watching Ellinger and watching his development, uh, Texas got a hell of a player. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that you could have put in the top five. He's The way this is tiered to me is obviously, you know, we started with Tua versus Trevor, and I don't have to get into that with you guys. Mm-hmm. You, you can like one or the other. They're awesome. Yep. And then Fromm was like a unanimous three, and then it became Herbert, Hertz, Ellinger lumped together. And I think Ellinger, what he's done for Texas has brought some of that swagger back. He, he's kind of got a Tebow skill set, but I think a better passer. Uh, maybe not the same kind of runner that Tebow was, but a better passer. And his leadership's off the charts right now, so that's why Texas is feeling great. Jalen was tough to rank, but... Again, it's kind of like Fields. You're ranking the system, too, because we've just watched two guys blow through there and win Heismans, and both of those guys <laughs> were transferred, too. So um, I think Hertz is in a great spot where he's going to put up numbers. And remember, he's from Texas, so I, I think picking up that Big 12 style of football isn't going to be too hard for him. Bill Benner joining us from the Sporting News, a look around college football. You know, Bill, when I was uh, bringing up the schedule and looking at Week three with the Iowa State game and the possibility of game day. I guess it just slipped my mind. But week zero, Hawaii in action again this year with Arizona. But we get Florida Miami week zero on ESPN Saturday night, August twenty fourth. Sign me up. Let's get two or three or more of those games that weekend. What do you say? I, I I'm good with like one. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, well, yeah. I know they're doing it because I still, that's kind of my last week of life. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I don't have a life for the next, you know, three months. And, you know, and I know how stressful that part of the year is, but it's fun. Um, but getting Florida and Miami in that spot is nice. It's a good start to the 150th year of college football. Mm-hmm. Those two programs, anytime you get two major Florida schools on the same field, you know it's going to be a ton of emotion played with. And that's what I love about this sport anyway. So that's a big game for both. I mean, there's high expectations for Dan Mullen, given what they did. And, you know, Manny Diaz could get Miami right off on the right foot. And, and you know, between Martell and Franks, that's – it's August 24th. I'm not like doing the math in my head with where we are in May. Is that three months? We've got a little more than three months. So I'm going to enjoy the three months in between. I, I don't blame you a bit. Yeah, yeah. They college football. Remember, they they kind of experimented with that a trial balloon a couple of years ago. Montana, North Dakota State. I, I remember being, you know, on the I mean, on the edge of my seat, but I certainly remember watching it and so grateful. And boy, what a great idea! And when are some of the Power Five schools going to realize this and take advantage of going a week earlier just to get that hype and that buzz? And now we have it. Bill Bender, thank you, Bill. We'll talk to you next week, and thank you for your help with Cyhawk. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, See indeed. Bill. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Read him. Sportingnews.com is a terrific college football writer. He's a must-stop if you're a college football fan. He is, and we get him weekly during college football Indeed season. we do, and a whole bunch during the offseason. We will take a break. Sean Devaney, we don't get him weekly, but we're grateful when we do. He writes for the Sporting News. He's their national NBA guy. He's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Hey guys, Trent Cotton here once again for the Men's Health Clinic at New Leaf Wellness. If you're tired of being on the sidelines of your life, it's time to get back into it. Spring is here. You're thinking about ways to get in better shape, better health for summer. They have programs for you at New Leaf Wellness, including their peptide therapies that promote weight loss, healing, intimacy with your significant other, and a whole lot more going on. Throughout the month of May, it's their May Fat Burn Bundle, combining the food sensitivity test with their weight loss peptide injections. Peptides are made from amino acids that are linked together and can control and influence how our bodies react to physical exercise and diet. Going on also during the month of May, you put those two together for the Fat Burn Bundle, 20% off. We all like saving money, and you can do it this month at New Leaf Wellness. 3930 West Town Parkway, West Des Moines is where they're located. Stop on by, set up your free, no-obligation consultation today. 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines, just off of 235. And not just what they have going on that I talked about, but also other treatment programs, testosterone replacement. Guys, as we age, you lose testosterone. They can help with that. Advanced weight loss, injection therapies, I've done that, helping me lose weight and keep my energy up all throughout the day. New Leaf Wellness Centers and the Men's Health Clinic 3930 West Town Parkway, West Des Moines. Don't forget to tell them. 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Final segment of the program. Glad you're with us. If you miss any portion of it, you can always catch the podcast. Go to KXNO.com and click the podcast page. Sean Devaney, Sporting News. Been with them since the late 90s, covering the NBA. Is the national NBA writer. He's an author of four books, including Facing Michael Jordan. Sean's back with us. Sean, good to talk to you again. Thanks for finding time for us here in Des Moines. How are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. Uh, you know, let's start with the Celtics. And man, they just—they didn't want to be in Milwaukee last night. That's how I saw it. I really didn't. Not that they quit, but maybe they just realized that this wasn't going to go their way. And seemingly thinking about that vacation. And I think Barkley had him in Cancun. He mentioned it halftime. So what's next for Boston? I know your your piece, uh, the Celtics offseason preview, is up. Kyrie Irving, I guess, as big a decision as Boston has, and maybe one of the bigger decisions off-season decisions in the league. Yeah, and, you know, it's, 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 it's not really going to come down to the Celtics because uh, uh, Danny Ainge is, is, is going to, uh, he, he wants to keep Kyrie Irving. He's a big believer in, in uh, uh, acquiring superstars, hanging on to them, and, and, and trying to plaster in other superstars around them. Uh, so, you know, I think that, that if it's up to Danny Ainge and the Celtics, uh, Kyrie Irving will be back next year, so it comes down to, does Kyrie Irving want to come back? Um, you know, this was not a great year. It was not a great year personally for him. He took a lot of heat, uh, lack of leadership. Um, you know, he, he, he uh, uh, several times sort of stepped on his own tongue as he was uh, uh, speaking with the media. And, and uh, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of tension in that locker room. Uh, there was a lot of tension uh, uh, between the coaches and players, between young players and, and older players. Uh, so there, there was a lot going on. Uh, and you you have to wonder if Kyrie Irving is going to say, uh, you know, what I would rather do is 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 wipe my hands clean of this and uh, uh, and start over somewhere else. Um, that's that that's what it comes down to. Uh, for the Celtics, they're going to try to keep Kyrie Irving, and, and I know there's a lot of people in Boston who don't think they should, uh, but that front office definitely wants to try. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we're talking about some of the most mm. talented players in basketball, but there's an attitude that goes with all three of those guys, and, and there are different varying degrees of it. Is that a generational thing? Is there something deeper? Is it superstardom in the NBA? What is it? Because at times, all three of those guys, boy, they just seem miserable. <laughs> it, it, I, you know, I think there is something generational. Hmm. Uh, certainly, uh, it can just be a coincidence that, uh, uh, that you know, I mean, if you go back to the previous generation, right, you look at uh, when it was uh, uh, Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron James and Carmelo and, and guys like that, Chris Paul, uh, you know, those are generally positive guys, and, and, and they had a really big impact on the league, a big positive impact on the league. Uh, and, and, and was there a reason for that? No, it was just, it was just pure luck. And sometimes uh, the next generation of, of stars that comes along is a, uh, is a little more sullen, <laughs> a, little less, uh, uh, a little less positive, a little less uh, uh, likable in terms of... Uh, uh, you know how they relate to uh, fans, so uh, I think it's a little bit of a uh, of a coincidence that it's worked out that way. But you're right. Uh, you know, certainly the uh, uh, the guys who are, are are hitting the free agent market this summer, uh, the, the the people in the media in, in in the markets that they wind up signing with are probably going to be like, oh no, geez, I got to deal with Kevin Durant now. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it wasn't quite the same. Uh, uh, you know, if you had signed uh, a LeBron James or uh, or uh, or Dwayne Wade. Mm. Joel Embiid is one of my favorite players to watch. And, and sadly, you haven't been able to watch him a lot. And he's out there on the floor. He's nowhere near 100%. You see spurts. I mean, he had that uh, game earlier uh, in, in this playoff run where he's just unstoppable. What, he scored 30-something, I think. And maybe the series before, he put up a 40 spot at one point. He, it's just... It's it's sad. It's disappointing that he's. I guess unfortunately, this isn't going away anytime soon. And he could be so dominant in this league. 
and is. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's uh, it, what's really bad about this one is that uh, you know there's there's this upper respiratory infection is what they're calling it. It was what it actually is, but but it's an illness basically. You know, it's not his hip, it's not his his knee, uh, as we've seen in the past. Uh, and, 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 you know, that's, that, that's unfortunate, but you know, you're right. No question that, that when you're looking at Joel Embiid, you're thinking, uh, if you're the Sixers, you have to be thinking, uh, you know, what do we do next? You, you know, I mean, how, do we continue to build our team around a guy that we don't know is, if he's going to be there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, night in and night out. We don't know if he's going to be healthy, uh, in May, you know, when we need him the most, um, you know, that's, it's, it's a tough way to go. Uh, and it's not like their other, uh, uh, young superstar uh, Ben Simmons has been, uh, he, you know, has been a guy who's who's made you feel much better about the future because he's been uh, he's been pretty lost certainly in the Toronto series. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, for Philadelphia. I think there was a lot of enthusiasm, especially after those first three games. They get up two to one, uh, and and you're really starting to uh, feel good about this group and then about the future of this franchise. Uh, and then you just watch these last two games and. Uh, and, and and you see how uh, how much farther they still have to go. Sean, tonight two game sixes, Sixers and Blazers at home looking to stave off elimination. Are we going to get a game seven, couple game sevens? What do you expect to see here from tonight? I'm not sure we'll get a game seven mm-hmm. really, and either you know I think you saw uh, in both game fives, and neither one was was was, was particularly close. Um, yeah, you know, I think you saw in both of those game fives uh, the team with the better talent, the, the better team. Really, kind of asserting itself, and 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 uh, uh, and I think there'll be some carryover in both of those series. Uh, you know, Portland. You got to remember, Portland is playing shorthanded. Right. You know, they they don't have Yusuf Nurkic, who's their their starting center, and and was such an important part of them, especially in the second half of the year. Uh, he, he he hasn't he's been out since uh, I believe late March with a broken leg. Uh, so you know, the fact that they've been able to play as well as they have to this point uh, is. Uh, uh, is remarkable, and they deserve a pat on the back for that, but I just don't think that they could get much further. I think Denver just has too much talent, and you've seen those young players, Jokic and, mm-hmm. and Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, guys like that, gain confidence as the postseason's gone on, so I, I would expect Denver to uh, uh, to close things out, uh, and like I said about Philadelphia, I think there's just there's just too many question marks with this team right now. Uh, I think Toronto has has really seized control of that series, and uh, uh, and I'd be surprised if we saw Game Seven in either one. Mm-hmm. Get you out of here on this. Uh, when Durant got hurt last night, I think like, like a lot of sports fans out there thought, "Oh boy, that's Achilles for sure, non-contact." Uh, thankfully, it isn't. They're saying it's a uh, it's a calf strain, so the good news there. But how good of news is it? I mean, it's not an Achilles, so it's not like he's going to miss a ton of time. But Sean, don't do you expect him to miss some? Yeah, and uh, you know, calf uh, that that kind of calf injury is 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 really tough. Uh, I am not Kevin Durant, and I'm not an NBA athlete, but I've I've had that, uh, you know, just as a jogger, uh, and it's one of those things where it can it could feel, uh, you know, just fine all day, and then and then you start putting some pressure on it, uh, and it feels like you got shot in the leg, uh, and and you know that's the thing is that it's it's a really hard. There's no quick fix to it. There's nothing you can do. You can't wrap it. You can't put a brace on it. Uh, you know, it's 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 you either got to play through it, and you're going to be playing in a lot of pain, uh, or uh, or you rest it. Uh, and now's not the time for for rest. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see. They might maybe they try to rest him for Game Six and uh, and and get him out there Game Seven. Uh, you know, maybe they give him more time than that. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, I, I this is definitely something that's going to affect him. 
and that's a big problem for Golden State because, uh, you know, the other star players have not been carrying their weight. Clay Thompson was good last night, uh, but, uh, but, but they'll have to get back to being the kind of players they were before Kevin Durant came uh, because they've been leaning an awful lot on Durant here in the playoffs. And uh, an article from earlier this morning, Tim Kawakawi of The Athletic, Steve Kerr talked to him, said about Durant, quote, he's not going to play game six. We can all pretend and just say he's doubtful. But he's not playing Game Six. Right. Yeah, Ooh, there it is. Uh, no Durant Game Six. So well, at least we'll get a Game Seven there, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sure if you're Houston, you're saying, "Well, this is what happened to us last." Right. Yeah. Uh, they were in the point. same situation up up, up three two. Chris Paul gets hurt, and yep. uh, they lose the final two games. So so the opportunity for some revenge is there for Houston. We'll see if they take advantage. Sean, thank you. Appreciate you finding time for us. Always do. Thank you. Okay, thank you, guys. Yeah, good to talk to Sean Devaney, Sporting News, National NBA writer. Well, Trent Connor, final couple of minutes here before we run out of show again coming up at 2. That's your next local sports programming. That's Murph and Nandy. The Fanatics will slide your way at 4 before we start Friday with the morning rush. Uh, what's on the docket for you tonight? Uh, good question. Cubs baseball this afternoon. You, Darvish, in? twenty. I'll have it on. I'll flip on the audio version of that as I'm out about this afternoon. Okay. Um, no twins tonight. Mm-hmm. NBA? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with John. The, the NHL, think... Carolina, Boston. I've, I don't think I've seen more than 10 minutes of ice time of the Bruins this playoff. Oh, I have. That's, I know that was have. the one series I like the most. Um, I think the Bruins are going to, I don't want to say sweep them. I think the Bruins win this series. Relatively easily, gotcha. five. Wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Hope I'm hope I'm wrong. Sick of Boston teams winning. <laughs> Thankfully, the Celtics are out. They're that, out. That grand slam that I kept hearing about. Right. There is no chance of it this year. No, 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 no. Peralt's been all over it the last couple of days, and <laughs> uh, but that's not going to come to fruition. Thankfully, uh, yeah. So I'm going to watch that uh, Darvish this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm, early game Raptors. I'll watch the Raptors and the Sixers. You know, I like Embiid and I guess the Toronto team for Nick Nurse. I'll watch that. The Raps. Cardinals tonight against the Pirates. We will join that one in progress. Oh, yeah, right after Joe Stacy and yes. Barnstormer Weekly, right? Yes. From the Mac Shack. Yeah, over in West Des Moines. Yeah, Valley West Mall good right stuff. in that area. Good, uh, good place. Heard a lot of good things. I need to stop out there sometime. Uh, folks, uh, in case you missed it earlier, KXNO had its first $1,000 winner with the text and win promotion that we have going on with, uh, Go for the Green with us and EKG Golf. We had a $1,000 winner from Kellogg, Iowa. Earlier yesterday, during the uh, the Fanatics, he was listening. Cody Kessling from Kellogg won a grand. Murph and Andy will give you your next opportunities to do that, and the Fanatics will also. So tomorrow, we're going to talk to Joe O'Donnell. We're going to talk to Emery Songer, part of the new Saturday morning show here on KXNO, the Saturday morning pregame with Sean Roberts and Emery Songer. Tom Caker's going to slide on in here. We're going to get a Big 12 piece as well. And hope you can join us. And we're going to give away Claxon's Barbecue to end the week. Uh, One of the highlights. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for being here. If you missed any portion of the show, you can always click the podcast. Uh, Murph and Andy at 2, Fanatics at 4. Rush tomorrow starts the Fridays. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines. Last hour on the herd. Okay. If Harden isn't great, Houston's 
Harden's a good, good, good team. When Harden's on, when Harden's scoring, they can be amazing. But last night is why Houston's just a good team and the Warriors are a dynasty. There's more to come right now in the herd. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. You guys can laugh at me all you want. This is the herd. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Colin Cowherd. I'm setting the tone. Best show on radio. This is the herd. Broadcasting live from Los Angeles, The Herd with Colin Cowherd starts now. Oh, here we go, hour two on a Thursday. We are packed. This is The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. We're live in Los Angeles. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1. Kendrick Perkins going to be joining us on the Celtics mess. Arash Markazi, L.A. Times columnist on the Laker mess. Who would have thought the Celtics and the Lakers, these massive brands, you know, right now they're kind of teetering, and then a Catino Mobley last hour. Uh, Joy Taylor is joining me for what is a gold bar of topics today, all sorts of stuff. The sports gods are being very kind with the content. They are. We, we've had we, very, very lucky. NFL free agency now is a thing, so we got about you know about a month more now uh, of of NBA. Then we go, we get a week off or two for the World Cup. Then it's massive free agency NBA stuff, and the world could change in the last hour of the show today. I'm going to give you the dream scenario starting Tuesday with a ping-pong lottery. My dream scenario of what would happen, the chaos in the NBA free agency going forward. There was a quote I saw this week by Nick Saban. It's a really smart quote, and if you're a sports fan or not, I want you to listen to it, regardless of what you do. He said, success is temporary. It is not continuous. Be relentless in whatever you do. And what Saban is telling you is something I've struggled with my entire life. Live in the moment. Enjoy your successes. They go away. They're fleeting. I want you to think about this. Was a calf tear Kevin Durant's last warrior moment? You think of this as a dynasty. Back-to-back finals. One second before that, he was the happiest basketball player in the world. He was the best player on the best team. This morning, calf tear out of the playoffs. Warriors won last night without him. Could win the whole thing without him. You talk about a pivot. One second before that, he is what every basketball player wants to be. The best in the world on the best team. Now it's a calf tear. And you're hearing things this morning like, you know, um, the Warriors are 29-4 and without him. I kind of like the Steph team. They move a lot better. What if they beat Houston? Folks, you got to love the moment and enjoy the moment and put your arms around the moment. LeBron James a year ago, this was the narrative. You could take four bartenders with LeBron. They could get to the finals. Today, he's trapped in the movie Misery. He's James Caan in a bed and Jeannie Buss... And I, from what I read, uh, Linda Rambus are putting blocks between his feet, and they're telling him, don't leave, LeBron. I'll be right back. LeBron, six months ago, he and four bartenders get to the finals. This morning, LeBron's trapped. They could trade him to Memphis. He's in the movie Misery. He's in a bed. And they're not letting him leave. And they're saying, please don't leave. I feel bad for LeBron. This morning, I feel terrible for him. I mean, one minute before Alabama played Clemson last year, one minute before Alabama was too good for college football, 
Three hours later, Clemson was Alabama. Alabama's now chasing Clemson in recruiting and games. Like, you got to put your arms around the great moments. They do not last forever. But Kevin Durant, one second before that, was the perfect basketball player in America. Best player, best team. This morning, calf tear? They look better without him? What if they beat Houston and win the finals? They'll be favored over anybody, including Milwaukee, in the finals. <laughs> I mean, uh, crazy. All right, here's something interesting. I, I've always felt with... Um, you know, it's really funny. This morning, everybody's banging on Kyrie Irving. Okay? But ask yourself this morning, who would you rather be, Kyrie Irving or LeBron? I Again, LeBron is trapped in a bed, blocks between his feet, can't get out. He can't, he can't, he can demand a trade, doesn't mean anything. Kyrie Irving has options. Kyrie Irving has all sorts of options. Kyrie Irving can go to Brooklyn, can go to New York, can go to the Lakers. Are you kidding me? This morning, just think about this. Everybody is crapping on Kyrie Irving this morning. Kyrie's got all sorts of options. If you think teams watch that series, half the people in the NBA circles are blaming Brad Stevens. On this show, Chris Broussard, Joy, I think it's Brad Stevens. Kyrie Irving's got all sorts of options. Now, it wasn't a great two years. It didn't work perfectly. I'd rather be Kyrie Irving this morning than LeBron. I'm reading stories this morning. The Rambus has now run the Lakers. They can't find a head coach. Kyrie Irving can pick his coach, can pick his team. They're going to line up for Kyrie Irving. I mean, it, it, it's. I would be fine waking up this morning as Kyrie Irving. I got all sorts of options. Not happy how it worked. You know, it, 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 it reminds me, this is why I always defend players on this stuff. The one thing you do not want to be as a player is trapped. Okay, like like my entire career, I've been very lucky. Started in Vegas, loved it. I uh, was at ESPN, loved it. Here, love it. I was in Tampa for two years, did not love it. But you know what? I could get out. This is why I always defend star players when everybody tells me about star players and mobility and you don't like it. If I'm honest, I wouldn't leave because they've got a really good owner and a really good coach and Chris Middleton's really good. That's great. But the most powerful guy in basketball, LeBron James, this morning, I think he's got one of the worst situations in the league. He can't get it out. He can't get out. He doesn't trust the owner. He doesn't have a coach. He doesn't know the Ramos family. Got a bunch of young guys that aren't at his level. I mean, that's where you do not want to be in the NBA. Forget the Kyrie situation. He's all good. He's got options in life. LeBron doesn't. I mean, LeBron's got no options. By the way, Charles Barkley said something last night. I want to address this. Now, for whatever reasons, um, and I, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a sociologist, but I, but I want to talk about Steph Curry for a second, is that <laughs> players around the league, including Michael Jordan, respect Westbrook more than Steph Curry. I, I don't get it. I don't know how you can watch the two and think definitively Westbrook over Curry. I've talked to players. They like Westbrook. Tougher relentless, hard, not finesse. Maybe it's because Steph Curry isn't an alpha. Maybe it's because they see him as soft because his dad played in the league and he likes golf and he's got those pharmaceutical shoes. Whatever it is in the NBA, it's really players all respected Michael. They all respected Kobe. They still all respect Westbrook. They re There's something about Steph and former NBA stars and current NBA stars. They just don't 
respect him. And Charles Barkley said this last night about the Warriors going forward. The Warriors ain't got no chance of winning without Kevin Durant. This series? This series or any other series. He made them a dynasty. Let's don't sleep on that. People say, well, they won one. They did. They was terrific. And they won 7-2. They lost that series. But that was like five years ago. People act like that was two years ago. They did not become a juggernaut until KD got there. Everybody who knows basketball, he's the guy who made them a dynasty. Time out. They won a title without KD. They they set an NBA record without KD. And they were a jumper from Kyrie Irving from beating them again. First of all, they were great without KD, and they're great with him. But if they don't win a third title this year, are they a dynasty or just great? We have data. 29-4 and four are the Warriors when Steph plays and KD doesn't. You don't think they can beat Portland? They can't win one of the next two against Houston? They couldn't beat a Milwaukee? Really? Think about that. He's the only unanimous MVP winner ever. And because KD is hurt, Charles Barkley believes they're done. It's fascinating to me. I've never seen... There's a... St-